Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is sponsored by Blue Haven NYC in Greenwich Village, New York City's sports bar for grown-ups. Go to www.bluehavennyc.com for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's going to kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 153, coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey, Governor Christie, he's back, with his big fat governor pants on. Can we get him a pair of pants that say gov on the ass? Can we just do it already? Anyway, it's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. It's Wednesday night. It's November 6th, 10 p.m. Hi, we're going to talk New York sports nice, and maybe even a little Florida sports, because we might have to. We might have to. A little Miami sports. So get, get your beach wear out. Get your cabana wear out. We're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Um, hi, welcome to the program. I'm one of the uh, co-hosts of the program, Steve San Pete, San Pietro. That's one word, no capital P. There are people in my life who still spell San Pete with two words and a capital P. It's been years. Please, people. Hi. Welcome to the program. Uh, let's bring in the co-host. Let's get right to this. We have a ton to talk about tonight. It's going to be a lot Hell. of fun. It's episode one. That's him. It's episode number 150, Trey. He is... Uh... Oh, excellent. Nice. He's going to snowboard in right now. <laughs> Direct from the X Games. Hey, Cal, why don't you shred on in here? With attitude. Is this a Mountain Dew commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brian Calneva Capino Caliente. Brian, hi, Brian. That's like Mountain Dew Code Red. That is a Code Red commercial. That's, are you, you're doing the Dew there. Right. Or Doritos. <laughs> it's Doritos. Extreme. Doritos to the extreme. 
Yeah. Now with now with cayenne pepper. But no e in the word extreme. It just starts with the word x. Big x. <laughs> extreme. Extreme. How could you? What? Where would you go with the Dorito now to really take it over the top? Is it like dynamite? Like what are we? What are we doing? Hob, they've done everything. Habanero. They've done everything. Yeah. They. Um, it how would can, literally have to be on fire. <laughs> how can we push it like, over the edge? Like the bag would have to be in flames. Perhaps it's like like they have pop, not pop rocks, but what were the little caps that you threw on the ground that made like the sound? Oh, yeah. So you'd have like, like a puff Dorito stuffed with those caps. Stuffed with mini dynamite. With, right, with the mini dynamite caps. Right. From Hol- Remember you used to get them at the 4th of July and you'd throw oh, yeah, them sure. down. They, like, they were like little snap things. Right. They had little bits of gunpowder in them. Yeah. That's the next Dorito. Shotgun Doritos. Put it in your mouth and it shoots America. Yeah. It shoots America? It's, no, I mean, that's what's more American Oh, than, than, than a Dorito that's a gun. A Dorito with gunpowder. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. You're looking well. Yeah, you know, we're just trying to weather the, uh, the, uh, the change in temperature. It's cold. It's, yes. Well, it's stupid. What's what, stupid? What, with weather, the clock? The weather, no, not with the clock. Although, I totally... I knew for, you were going to have something to say about it. No, I just totally forgot about... Everybody's talking about this, about how the pushing back, falling back, is great when you don't have young children. And I had totally forgotten about this. But, yeah, this, let's not do this again. Like, there should be some sort of corollary or some sort of... Like, if you have children under the age of four or five, you don't have to fall back. Well, hey, spoiler alert, when they get to be ten, it doesn't change. Yeah, huh? No. It takes a lot longer for their bodies to adjust to the, to it's, the clocks. It's not a big It hasn't been a big deal for Wes, who's, you know, going to be three next month, right? It's, I mean, he, he gets up at seven. You know, he gets up at seven, you know, like he got up at six for two days. And then today he was like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm sleeping till seven. Well, you let him stay up to watch Saturday Night Live. That's correct. Because it was an hour, you know, he got an extra hour of sleep so he could stay up. <laughs> That's right. Um, but for the for the the brand new guy. Oh, man. Messed up, huh? A disaster. <laughs> because he, he's, he's like, look, you guys, my clock is completely screwed up now. I just got here. What are you I doing just, with I the just, clock? I just got here. I don't even know, I don't even know what a clock is. I know, just I, getting used to time. I know one thing. I didn't get an extra hour of sleep last night. Uh, uh, no, but uh, I was going to refer to uh, the fact that I have been – I'm going to bring the bishop in uh, – or I'm sorry, bishop in a minute. I'm going to bring him in to talk about this as well. I have, uh, for the first time in four years of doing this show, December 7th it will be four – or December 9th it will be four years. Is that the actual date? That's the actual date of our first show, December 9th, 2009, right? Hmm. So for the first time, I, I have been moved in the house. So this is, this is the first show that you're doing that was not at Blue Haven, that it's not in the same room that you've been doing it in for four years. That's, in, that's not in a room. It's not in a room. Right. Wow. My own room. I have officially been made vagabond with this podcast. So now are you out in the open? I'm, I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm, out, I'm out in the open. So anybody walking by, I'll see you. Anything could happen. 
right? Somebody Wesley, needs a glass of water, Wesley, they're going to walk right past you. Wesley can get up, come right into the shot. <laughs> you just walk right in. Do you think what would be great is if he, if he went all uh, Christian Bale on me? If, or, or better yet, I went Christian Bale on him. I went all Christian Bale on my three-year-old. Like, <laughs> do I do that to you, Wesley? Do I? When you're watching Sesame Street, do, do I? That'd be awesome. Well, he, play, he what, I was going to say he played Batman for Halloween. <laughs> he was Batman for Halloween. He played the role of Batman. Right. So all that that's would be perfect. All, all that's missing is him in the Christian Bale fit of rage. Yeah, just yelling at everybody. Me doing the podcast while he's trying to sleep. <laughs> do, do I do a podcast? And he's suddenly got a British dialect. He's got an accent, yeah. Do I do a podcast, Dante? Do I? Here's what's uh, cool. So I'm in the kitchen. Right. I've been moved to the kitchen. And the acoustics are good, I have to the, say. The acoustics are bad. If I break out into for the longest time, we're going to be in great shape. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's a, it, it's some, I was thinking about this today. It's somehow appropriate that a conversation among a bunch of Italians would be in the kitchen. Winds up in the kitchen yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. That makes sense. With, I got a pot of coffee on nice. You got the cookies out? I got the cookies out. I got a little glass of, like, just a little bit of red wine, just a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. And you've I'm, got talking, the, you've I'm got talking the, to a couple Italian guys about what's going on in the world. Do you have the dim light hanging over the kitchen table? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty dark in the room, but you get that one dim light, yellowish. I think... All the, all that stuff went on in the kitchen, right? Like in an Italian household, I think it's oh, like yeah. this in a lot of households. But the kitchen is where it's at. That always a very uncomfortable kitchen table. The chairs, the table, always oh, yeah. very uncomfortable. Well, and and when you were in a situation where maybe there wasn't a lot of money, like when I was, you know, uh, coming up and my mom's single parent, that sort of thing. There wasn't a ton of money there. You had the same furniture that they got for like their wedding gift. Well, that's true. And you just kept reupholstering it in awful, awful, bright, loud colors. Yeah, always. But, you, but, you, but that's where the adults were. The kitchen was where the adults were. That's right. The kids went and played in in the living room or the, the den li- or whatever it was. Right. But the adults were in the kitchen drinking coffee, playing cards, playing cards. That's right. Smoking. <laughs> a lot. Always smoking. Oh, man, remember that. I secondhand smoked like three packs a day for the oh. first 10, 12 years of my life. It's unbelievable. It, like like it, when you think about today and how people are with smoking today and you think back to when we were kids. This is why I love Mad Men. That's why I love that show. Yeah. Because you'll get a scene like that where there'll be, you know, the, 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 the wives will be in the kitchen like smoking 57 cigarettes each yeah. while they're pregnant. I love the idea of – well, here's, here's what's really bad for me. I didn't start smoking cigarettes until I was like 21 or 22. So I was like very against it as a kid because I grew up with two smokers, like heavy-duty smokers. Right. So – and then I quit uh, over three years ago. I haven't had a cigarette in over three years. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but the, my point is because of the exposure to secondhand smoke, it's really like I was smoking for 35 years. That's true. <laughs> And the amount of secondhand right, smoke like, there was. Like, yeah, great. I've quit for over three years. It did. I was smoking from like six months old. Oh, yeah. I mean, chain smoking 
the smoke yeah. that permeated the house. I was like the I was like the uh, the album cover of Van Halen, nineteen eighty four. You might as well have put the cigarette in my hand. Did you did you you had the and we got to bring the bishop in on this too because he had to oh, he yeah. had to have he had to have had this situation. I wish we could have had like uh, Caparoso on tonight or. Well, we'll ask when we have them on. We'll ask them. Right. We need another, or you know, we need another Italian in this kitchen. PJ, PJ, did you? Were you? It was at the kitchen. Happy the kitchen, right? That was where you all out. So early in the show. Already. Wow. Right. So that's disaster. That's right. He'll be back. That's He'll come back. He knows his way back. He left a trail of breadcrumbs. Well, actual bread. He left, he left a trail of focaccia bread. Slices of bread. Right. Hello, are we there? Uh, hello. Oh, there, there, there he is. There he is. Oh, okay, hello, 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 Janine. Smell the gloves. Suffering, suffering from the stuck button. I apologize. David, smell the gloves here. I, I um, couldn't unmute. Where do you... Um, well, welcome to uh, episode 153 and the kitchen. The kitchen knife. Thank you. It is in the I, kitchen. I'll, I'll tell you, though, uh, in my house um, and in some relatives' houses, what usually happened was uh, a lot of times the men would end up on the front stoop. Women oh, in the kitchen. okay. Men nice in the right. front stoop. Right. And they, they'd carry a beer out with them. Right. And, of course, the smoking. There was always the smoking. <laughs> yeah, and the kids were in the basement which was like the playroom, which was so dangerous, but it didn't matter. It could have been doing the anything. The water heater was right there. The furnace was right there. <laughs> and your toys were right there. Asbestos just pouring out of the walls. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Concrete floor. Concrete, right, concrete floor. It was damp, right. very damp. It was really cold. And no damp. one knew which light switches did what, so if it got dark, you were doomed. Right, you had the one open one, or or you had the. Did you guys have the oil burner one? Which if you shut that off, you shut off the house. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. We had an oil it had, furnace. It had, <laughs> it had like the red plate, but the red paint had sort of worn down, and so you couldn't tell. I remember I, I hit that switch once in the basement, and I shut off the house. <laughs> like it's just it's completely like like, <laughs> like my mother was like, "What you do? You could have yeah. burned us all." I'm like, well, maybe well, my, not my, have my oil that furnace actually uh, blew up. Yeah, my oil well, furnace that... burned, blew up when I was in junior high school, and so my mom screamed, "Everybody, get out of the house! Get out of the house!" And I'm famous for on my way out of the house, I re- I stopped in everybody's bedroom and grabbed all the cash on the way out of the house. <laughs> So they're like, "Where's PJ?" And I came out on the lawn with the two big handfuls of money. I was like, "We're okay." We're okay. Quick thinking. <laughs> we're we're going to be all right. And I have We're, the cash. I, I found $63. We're going to be great. Did you redistribute the money when you when you were safely back in the house? I was beaten for getting the money <laughs> and not getting out of the house. And you just turned it into a Cosby routine. Congratulations. <laughs> can't help it. I was beaten I for getting the money. Hey, I want to uh, I want to announce um, joining me tonight, right here uh, on the show, just six feet behind me, just past the Barbie house, 
is my son. Oh, wow. That's... He's barely awake. <laughs> He's trying very hard to stay awake. That's excellent. He's on the couch. He may have already fallen asleep. I'll see if I can kick him awake later. No, don't wake him up. Yeah, but don't wake... Why not? The school night. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, not in Jersey. No, no. Oh, no school? No, no, this, this is uh, Jersey schools are closed for some sort of teacher's convention, and I, uh, the kids are home. What? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. They do it during the school year. I don't know why. What a racket. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. For the kids and for the teachers. Well, everybody. Everybody's got a racket in on that. Except the parents. That's right, who are stuck the, with the kids. Well, this, is, this is the week where all the Jersey parents take their kids to Orlando. If you go to... If you go to Orlando right now, they call this Jersey Week when you go down there. How so come? All the minivans have Jersey plates. For what reason? Because of Election Day? Everybody just hightails it because they have a couple of days off from school, so they turn it into like a week-long, you know, let's go, let's go grab a vacation because it's cooler now than it was in the summer. So basically, like, the Magic Kingdom is like Passaic County right now. It was. We've done it twice, and it is. You see everybody you know there. <laughs> great. That we makes for a there. great we, vacation. We see people we know. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Yeah, that's just what you want to do on your vacation. See, see the, see the well, family Orlando that you see every day. Orlando is no vacation. It's just a trip. There's a difference. I, I feel like Orlando's a job. <laughs> There's a lot to do. <laughs> that, like that, that trip to Disney sounds... You Cal, you took one recently. Our buddy Dr. Ray Stad took one recently with the kids. It sounds like it, it. It sounded like you guys were punching a card in the morning. Oh, let me tell you, it is. Uh, it's it's serious business. You can't if you think you're going down there for a vacation. <laughs> you're gonna find out very quickly. It's not what you're there for. Right. That's <laughs> you, not what you're you there for, no sir. If you consider if you consider your vacation boot camp. <laughs> you're the best. It really was like basic training. Like you guys came back in shape. I mean, like every cow is like a washboard stomach. What were you guys doing down there? Every single night ended with the four of us crying. <laughs> all curled up in the fetal position, crying. <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. That was it. And then the next morning, you got up, you did it all again. That's right. We did it all again. Not because you wanted to, because you had to. Because you needed to. Well, we're here, aren't we? Oh, what are we going to do? Start your morning with a threat. Yeah, on vacation. If we are not out of this room by 8.30, I'm leaving you here. And I will go to the Magic Kingdom myself. I will be, the, I will be that creepy guy. I will be him. I don't even care. I got a camera, and I'm going. Uh, sounds good. I can't wait. Really looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it's really, you're going to love it. Yeah. I, I have one, uh, we're going to talk about sports, promise. I have one uh, sort of saving grace there, and that, and that, that is uh, – well, no, what we're going to talk about, Peach, we want you in on, like, for the whole thing. I mean, the, the Richie Incognito, again, could, could that be a wrestler – more of a wrestler name? The name. Um, that, you know, the bullying conversation and stuff, want you in on. But, um, you know, my mother's only like an hour and 15, hour and 20 from the Magic Kingdom. So I don't actually have to stay at Disney when they're – Real little. Oh, that's a huge mistake. You know, I can stay with my mom, and we can just drive there for the day and then come home. No. No, Don't it was do good. It. We, did, we did it already. It was great. Got to be asking Mark, man. You've been? 
Last year we went down, last summer. Oh. We went down like over a long weekend and stayed with my mom and we went to SeaWorld. We didn't go to Magic Kingdom because Wesley was like, you know, buck and change. Like he's not, he was, he's not ready. SeaWorld was great. There's, there's splashing and Yeah, that was the that's a good speed for him. Oh, it was a home run, total home run. So yeah, uh, but we stayed at my mother's. It was perfect. This is all fascinating stuff. But um, <laughs> smoking in the kitchen. Did you get any souvenirs while you were there? <laughs> smoking in the oh, please. You could. You guys could probably speak to this. There's so much, just so much crap. I'm accumulating just so much crap. I can't even imagine what like a twelve and a uh, what is Danny eight. Uh, you know, and Cal... You have no idea. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, just look, well, first of all, just look at where PJ's sitting right, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting amongst... The crap. The kingdom. Yeah, right. the kingdom of crap. Every, every room you're in, everywhere you turn, there's something. I love the elliptical machine in the background, too, Peach. That looks like a mistake. Like, that, that looks like among all the stuff that you're clearly your kids... There's like a really nice elliptical treadmill type machine that looks like, wait a minute, call the set decorator. There's not supposed to be one of these here. To their credit, both my kids use that. Good. They do. They exercise, yeah. That's excellent. Because heaven knows you're not using it anymore. Oh, sure I am. It just it doesn't take on me. Right. My body resists change. <laughs> on that note. Let's head to the big unload. You should have it read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? <laughs> have your body read that book. <laughs> Speaking of smoking in the kitchen, three guys talking unload. Come on. Three Italian guys talking sports. Forget about it. You know it's a good team, the Yankees. <laughs> hey, look. You got to let that play out. You got to just let the arpeggio and just finish. Is it arpeggio or did I go too big there? Did I bite off more than I could chew? What did he, what is it? An arpeggio is a group of notes. What, what were you going for? Just that last little bit of uh, uh, the end of scenes from an Italian restaurant. I'm not going to hum it again, but there's a little nice little grouping of notes there. Arpeggio, I thought he played midfield for Brazil. <laughs> you know who was a good center fielder? Arpeggio. Remember when, the, remember when the Yankees had him? Yeah, give me another piece of cake. You yeah, one more Sando, cake. right? Joe hey. D. Mickey, Arpeggio. <laughs> Do you These have ball players. Give me another lace cookie. You got one? In the box. Open a box. Is there another lace cookie? No? Oh, the one All that right. looked like the S. Give me the... You know, if the... it was... Let me just... I'll leave, but the, this is the last thing. If it was Sunday, it was a bakery box. But if anybody was over during the week, it was Entenmann. It was Entenmann. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's industry standard. But, or for always... <laughs> Always cake in the house, either way. Yeah, I was going to say, or if it was just your grandma solo at 10 o'clock at night having a cup of coffee and a, piece of, and a piece of crumb cake by herself. With it was the, always with the completely dry coffee cake. Yes, while her fat grandson was having seven Entenmann's donuts. 
the chalk. I could just, I could whack a box without any problem. I could take out just the chocolate with the vanilla, or not the vanilla, but the. Yeah, it's the chocolate cover, the chocolate frosted donuts. They come in box of eight. Yes. Goodbye. Did not stand a chance. No. That would be no. that would be that would be a little like getting funny bones in the house. If there were ever funny bones in the house, did not stand a chance. Don't even I don't even buy a putting them in their of fridge. Benjamin's donuts and sit it next to me in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the whole box would go. Like if I was driving to, you know, Sorry. driving to see my girlfriend in Buffalo in college. You know, you, you bring the box of donuts and the, it's gone by the time you park. I love how you say sit it next to you in the car like it's a family member. <laughs> Did oh, you yeah. buckle it in? A box of donuts. <laughs> you wedge it there with CDs. <laughs> you put but jewel open. cases all around it. But with the cover open so it's easy to get there. <laughs> of course, for easy yeah. access. Oh, yeah. And if you, if you stop short, your arm goes out as if it is a passenger. <laughs> you, I stop short. Got to gotta rescue the donuts because once they hit the floor, that's it. You right. can't let when, them spill. You're eating them, but you're, you're gonna maybe maybe you feel, feel bad a little about slower. it. Yeah. It's not because they're dirty; it's because you can't reach them on the floor while you're driving anymore. <laughs> Keep going That's over it to the shoulder. I gotta get them. Well, now that we've finished with our chubby checkers meeting here, um, <laughs> let's, let's move. Let's move on. The, 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 look, the biggest story in sports right now is, I think, is obviously the Richie Incognito. Uh, uh, Jonathan Martin situation with the Miami Dolphins. Now, Cal, a little bit in the show, we're going to talk about the Jets and the Giants. The Jets uh, coming off their biggest win in recent memory. They're a complete Jekyll and Hyde team. You know, everybody's starting to talk about the playoffs now. I think that's absolutely ridiculous because I think I think they're a team that could win any week or lose any week. I think they've proven that, and they could beat anybody or lose to anybody. So. I think they're going to go 8-8, eight eight. but I mean, we'll talk about it later. And the Giants are threatening to get off the mat. That division is still up for grabs. If they, bit, you, I mean, this week it, everybody it won, so it didn't help them. It is, but it doesn't matter. They still play them. They still have games with Washington. They, they still, still have a game. They've got a lot of ground to make them. They do. But they, they're, they're not dead by any means. No. No, they're not. And and if they go in after the, after the bye and destroy the Raiders and really like have an impressive victory people will start to talk about them getting off the mat because we've known all along they were more talented than an Owen 16 well the other thing that you're hearing is that maybe this is the year that they start weak and finish strong because every year they start strong and finish weak right they have maybe it right maybe so, this is the year. i mean they have a ton of digging out to do but they still play the cowboys again they still play the redskins twice they still play within they still have what four games within the division uh, three. They're the Cowboys, they have the Eagles, and two with the Redskins. They don't play the Eagles again. They've, they've played them twice. Oh, they're finished with the Eagles. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway, we, we can talk about we'll this. We'll get to that. This later. in a bit. Here's, here's the thing with uh, the incognito thing. and uh, we, we started to talk about it at work today. We had uh, the guys, a bunch of guys who from all different areas, walks, upbringings, uh, rooting situations. It was really like a great, heated at times, but great debate today. This was at work? This was at work. 
that you and all just you, sat around to talk about. No, I mean we 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 have a we we have a work situation where, as I've said to you, it's all open. That's right. Yeah, our office is a bullpen, so right. all the departments can see each other, and our our boss, quote unquote, our you know the CEO of our company is right in there with it with us. Like oh, he encourages that. So um, it was great. It was a great conversation. But uh, there were two camps. There was the camp that sort of and, – and, and we haven't heard this whole story yet, right? Don't, we don't know the whole story yet. It's coming out in dribs and drabs. It's an investigation. But just from what you heard initially, there was the camp that was completely pro-Jonathan Martin and the camp that was he should have stepped up and done something. And so, the, well, and so, and so, incognito is to blame, but so is Martin. When you say initially, you're talking about after we found out what incognito did, and after he was suspended, because before right. he, because before he was suspended, there was almost nobody pro Jonathan Martin. Everybody was saying, "What's wrong with this kid? Right, he's, he got, left, he's got he mental problems. Team. He left the team. What's going?" On? So there was nobody that was on his side. I think the I think here's how I want to sort of unpack this, and I really want to get actually both your guys' opinions on this because the, the the conversation kept jumping to like kids and young people being bullied, and then this situation, and you know guys saying, you know, if you if you did that every day, you got to stand up for yourself. Like when do you stand up for yourself? Well, when do you stand up for yourself? And I my from my point of view, it was very much. We're not talking about a playground. This isn't the bike rack at 3 o'clock, okay? These are NFL players making millions of dollars. There's a lot of money on st- at stake here. And I think if a guy's first natural inclination is not to be confrontational and he decides to choose another course of action, it doesn't make him less of a man. Um, and, and that was widely booed. <laughs> Well, by yeah. by most of the people I was having the discussion with, Cal, let me let me I, I I cannot wait to hear your take on this because I really had a rough day at work. It was he was good, but I got beat up a little bit. I got bullied. Did you just run away or did you I punch did. them in the face? I did I ran away? Okay. No, I, I and we did. I'll tell you the common ground we eventually came to after like an hour. Um. But what, where, where do you, where are you here? On the situation? No, just in general, in life. No, I'm just I'm sitting here, <laughs> just living it. Got a black shirt on. A little bit of a cold. Could hear it in my nose. Okay, now the incognito situation. Oh, on that story, yes. I'll tell you where I am. Yes. Um. Look, I, I, I think. Okay, I now think, where are you on twerking? On twerking, don't even get me started. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Let's go back to incognito. My bad. Back to incognito. <laughs> um, where am I on that story? I think everybody kind of agrees. I I think a common ground that everybody agrees is that whatever this guy was doing incognito, and whatever his intentions were, he took it too far. Okay. I think a lot of people will agree with that. What, the, regardless of what you think of of whose side you're on. Right. Right. Um, I, I, think, I think what he did was wrong. I think what he did crossed the line. Um, 
And, I, I, you know, I went back and forth on it, and I hate, to, I hate to say this, but I was listening to Mike Greenberg of ESPN Radio, who actually kind of verbalized what I'm thinking. Can you ask forgiveness first? Yeah, I mean... Instead of saying, I hate to say this, say, forgive me. <laughs> no, that's, I, I'm busting your chops. I listen to Boomer and Carton and... and, and, Evan I, got the, and I got my rosary out. I'm gonna... Evan, and, Evan and Broningo. And no. you, don't, you don't give me flack for it. So I, oh, do, I don't, but I, don't, I won't listen to that. What did the, what did the world's most uh, uh, bipolar Jet fan have to say? Well, he... <laughs> He, he said it, and I was like, oh, you know, that actually makes sense. I hate that this situation happened, right? And I feel bad for Jonathan Martin, and I respect the fact that that's how he felt he needed to handle it, was to leave the team. But there's a part of me that really wishes he would have stood up to him. I, re- I, I just, I would feel better about this if he at least tried to stand up to him. And now maybe he did, because like you said, we're not, we haven't gotten the whole story yet. Right. And we're, we're very liable to find out that at one point he did stand up for him, and incognito, it got worse. Right. Because I think that's, that's another part of this whole story that we, we should get into. I think in today's society, because a lot of people you hear that say, well, just stand up to the bully and punch him in the face, and then he won't bully you anymore. Today, in 2013, I think the bully... Gets, takes it back out on you worse if you stand up to him. Absolutely, I you made know? that I made that point today, and I was well. But you stood up for yourself, and they're going to walk away and respect you for standing up for yourself. No, they're not. They're, not. they're going to come back harder. You know, what do you do when the bully takes the punch and says, "Yeah, now you're really in for it. Now you're really in for it." So I, I, I totally agree with you there. It's but. not like it's not like it once was. I think maybe back when we were kids, you could get away with that. In that time, in that day and age, to we, an extent, we also what I think a lot of people are having difficulty doing is discerning between or, or differentiating between an NFL locker room and like you know a playground, an eighth grade playground, and the idea that you know <laughs> the guys used this term about eight times until I finally had had it right? using several expletives. Said one more guy says this. I'm really gonna just. I've had it. It was grown ass man. You're uh, a grown. You're a grown ass man. Do something yeah. about it. You're a grown ass man. You know enough. I mean, we're, we're, have we not evolved past grown ass man? Really? Well, really? And he, the other the the other person. So because he didn't he didn't go walk up to him, which we don't know, but because we haven't heard that he walked up to Incognito and punched him in the face or confronted him. In a physical manner, he's not a man. He's not a man. Like, that's the only way he proves he's a man. I, I disagree with that. Now, if, Inco- if Incognito had pushed him in the locker room, and, and maybe one time Martin backs down, and then he pushes him again, he backs down again, well, then you've got to do something. I mean, that's the way I was raised. You know? Mm-hmm. Never be physical first. But if somebody's physical with you and you feel like you're threatened, you have to do something back. You can't just take it. And to this point, we haven't really heard anything about physical confrontations, have right. we? No. Right. Well, because then also we're talking about NFL players. They could do this every day on the, on the practice field. 
Right. Like my buddy Steph said, he said they're 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 they're, posi- they're in positional drills every day. He said if Martin didn't like what he was being done, go to the coaches and say put me against him every day, and then whip his ass every day. Yeah. In positional drills. Here's one of the things that I took was that I don't feel like is being talked about a ton is it seems personal. Like it seems like Incognito found this guy who was an easy mark and continued to ride him in his second year, not rookie hazing anymore, his second year, because he could. That's what a bully does. A bully finds somebody who he can push around who's not going to fight back, and he continues to do it. And like Bart Scott said the other day, where's the rest of his team? Well, that's a, that's a big <clears throat> part of this. Like, where are his teammates coming to Martin's defense and saying to Incognito, look, he's not, don't do that to him. He's not that guy. You, you, you can't push him that far. You know, we, I, I, used, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not comparing my experience to an NFL locker room. I am saying on a baseball team at a high level, okay, there were guys in the locker room who you knew you could push or mess around with or whatever, and then there were guys that you knew that were sensitive that weren't going to take it the right way. And if you had a good team, the pains in the ass, the, the, the ball busters backed off the guys who were overly sensitive. Why? Because you're on a team. You want the team to be good. Right. And that's, and that's, and that's where the difference between good-natured ribbing – or, you know, making the, you know, getting the rookie up in front of everybody and singing a song or making them carry your pads or something, you know, stuff like that. That's, you do that to the rookies in training camp. They, get, they go through it. You know, it's not over the top. If it's not over the top, you allow it. And now they're part of the team. It's almost like a little bit of an initiation. It's a rite of passage. Right. Now they're part of the team. Now, now you can move forward. And they do that in training camp. And then you move forward into the season as one team, you know. And that's a whole lot different than what appears to have happened here. Well, there's the, there's the other layer to this, which is Incognito has – so Incognito has a long, rich history of this, right? Going back to his days at Nebraska, he was bullied as a kid. You know, his father's on the record as saying, you know, if you, if you take crap your whole life, you're going to, you know, you're going to take it your whole life. Like if you take it once, you're going to take it your whole life. So he's got a long, rich history of this. And then it comes out that maybe the Dolphins coaches were – using incognito like rex has done this mm-hmm. right rex used to do this with wayne hunter right yep he would have wayne hunter sort of you know get under a guy's skin to maybe get him toughen up or whatever like on the practice field that's the difference there's a way to do it and you know when i heard that piece of it that made a lot of sense to me it that made they might have been using incognito to try to toughen martin up it made a lot of sense, and Incognito just kind of went rogue on the whole thing. Well, right, he and went took too, it way far. too far. Right, and he made it, he made it personal. Because everybody's talking about, well, it's locker room stuff, and you can't, you know, you can't uh, defend what goes on in a locker room. Yeah, but you said, something very, like that. you said something very interesting about that. Right, these were on, like, his voicemail and text messages. Right. Like, that's personal. You know what I mean? Even, and it, you know, one of the players tonight, Hartline, I guess Brian Hartline, said – that Martin, they all jumped to Incognito's defense. Did you see that? For the most part, yeah. They really did. Tannehill came off as sounding like such a dope, though. Oh, man. What? Like Ryan Tannehill. Boy, oh, boy. And you're the quarterback of the team. You're the, you're the leader of the team. And, and 
I thought they were best friends. Yeah, like you would if you would have asked him who his best friend on the team was, you would have said incognito until last Tuesday or just sounded really just be quiet. Really dumb. And I wonder if like they're saying that to cover their tracks because they don't want people to know that they knew about it and did nothing. Right, and did nothing. Especially but, especially if there's any race involved here. Right. But I think but I think it backfires on you. It makes you look even worse. Yeah. If you if you act like you didn't know. Well, their their comment to uh, tonight was the Dolphins told them not to say anything, but they decided to speak out. That's what Heartline said. Yeah, because they you know they didn't like how things were being portrayed, and that reeked to me of like you know Duff protest too much. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you had nothing to hide, you'd be quiet. And let the investigation play out and let it go about its way. And they all seem to be trashing Martin. Well, I, I, I don't know if you heard any of, of Joe Philbin's uh, press conference. Yeah. <laughs> Holy jeez. I mean, it's, 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 it's too much. Like you said, it's too much. They're protesting too much. Yeah. Do you think this would, be, this would have been as big a story 10 years ago, Cal, before bullying um, had entered sort of the lexicon – in 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 normal everyday life, especially with um, I I I'm sorry. You know, no, I was gonna say especially with uh, uh, homosexual, you know, uh, uh, bashing and and that sort of bullying and um, I mean, there's you know, there's campaigns that sporting uh, teams take part in now, you know, to try to stop bullying, especially of of, of those of uh, you know that may be homosexual or um, you know, and and gay bashing as it were or whatever and gay bullying. You know, ten years ago, this is a story, but it's not as big a story because bullying's not in the forefront, right? I think it's a big story in the sports world because the guy actually left the team, right? And apparently well, the, checked him checked himself into a facility, yeah. um, emotional distress. I think it, I think you would see it as a big story in sports, but you would not be seeing it. On TMZ or anything like that. Yeah, you wouldn't see an article on Slate like how to talk to your kids about Richie Incognito. No, not 10 years ago, no. We had a – the conversation went in an interesting way. This is where I'd love to bring PJ back in. The conversation went in an interesting way as one of the guys who really brought up a a number of good points but was really steadfast in blaming Martin as much as Incognito because he thinks if Martin just stands up to him – this goes away, right? So if you confront the bully, the bully goes away. That's his, he was completely, you know, just locked in on that. And that's fine. Again, everybody's got an opinions and I respect everybody's opinions. I may not agree with it, but I respect your right to have it. And we had a lot of that. That was good. But what came up was, you know, him saying it's overly sensitive now, right? So you call somebody fat at school you know, your kid calls somebody, uh, another kid fat at school. The kid goes and tells the teacher, and now that kid was bullying the other kid. Like, it's gone. It's too sensitive. And I said, well, yeah, but maybe may too sensitive because you have to stop it before it escalates into what we've had over the last few years, which is every day, every day, every day, the kid, kid can't live their life. And on, you know, in the, in the saddest situation ever, the kid takes his own life because they can't live anymore because of the bullying they're facing. And so 
it has to go back to that sensitive. It has to start there. You can't, it's almost like a no tolerance policy, right? Like you have to, you can't let it get past the kid calling the other kid fat. You know, you, there, there has to be repercussions for it right away, right? So it, it, his point was like, well, it's too sensitive. I said, well, it has to be right now. It has to be. But 15 years from now, like our kids are going to, my kids, your kids are on the sort of in the middle of it. My kids will probably grow up in a much different situation because of the way tolerance is moving along. I mean, in 15 years, you know, there, there may be marriage equality in every state. Well, 45 states. You know, they're, 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 it's going to be much less the norm to have a homosexual in your class when you're 14 or 15. That's come out because it's accepted. Same thing, you know, we have a black president. I mean, that doesn't mean that racism is over, but again, in 15 years, there's going to be a lot, there, hopefully, we're moving towards a lot more tolerance where you don't have as much, uh, you know, dissonance and, and, and the need for bullying. Maybe it goes back to like old school bullying, you know, and, and the cyberbullying aspect of it too. Right. But did, did, am, I, am I wrong there, guys, or is that, or is that it? Is it, is it, is it? Has it become hypersensitive because it had to? I think it just is. I, I don't know if, if it became hypersensitive because it had to. I think that's just how it's evolved over time, and that's society right now. People are sensitive to it. And people are sensitive to it because of, the, of what's happened and how people that have been bullied, what they've done, you know, and how it's really damaged people. Yeah, no, but you know? I'm saying it, it, it had to go to the hypersensitive because of the extremes it went to. I mean, 50, 15 years ago, your kid, you know, calls another kid fat. They're not bullying them. No, you know, and when we now, were kids, but, that's not how it was. Right. But now they are because you can't let it get, you can't let it spiral out. Right. So I think it has to be hypersensitive this, right now, but I think it's going to swing back. I don't know. Don't you don't you think that there will always be some element of somebody picking on a weaker person? Absolutely. Always. That's Absolutely. never going to go away. But the the picking on a weaker person to the point of driving them to these awful awful lengths. Yeah, but see that's that's where the responsibility the responsibility lies with the other people involved in the situation. Right. Step in and help the person, the weaker person. Right. If it's, you know? if it's witnessed, by the way. Well, yeah, if, if it's, it's witnessed, of course, yeah. sure. If it's witnessed. Where, and, where do you stand here? Well, uh, I think the oversensitivity is an overreaction um, to the problem because it's very easy to misinterpret interpret, um, someone not being nice to someone and bullying. If I, you know, someone calls me fat and then I go to the teacher and complain about it, that wasn't bullying. Because the reaction to real bullying is shock and paralysis and silence. That's something that's got to be noticed by whatever superior is there, whether it's the teacher or the coach 
or or whatever is you've got to find the player or the kid that has suddenly turned inward and why did that happen that's mm-hmm. how you spot bullying because bullying the victim of bullying does not seek help they turn inward and they slowly turn things over in their head and they either hate themselves or they really overreact and they lash back. Right. So I've always rejected the argument of, you know, well, if the bully pushes you, you just punch him and it'll all go away. Well, that, you know what? That's a fight. That's not dealing with a bully. That's dealing with a big a-hole. There's a difference. Right. A bully puts his sights on you, like you said, and comes back every day for more. He feeds on you. And you let it happen because you do not have the skill to interpret it and come back with something. Your brain shuts off, whether it's shock or trauma. But that doesn't necessarily make you a weak person. No. No, you could be fully functioning awesomeness the rest of the day. But that's the perception. Especially in a six foot six, two hundred, three hundred and fifty pound football player, right? Like that's what people can't wrap their heads around, right? They they can't wrap their heads around the idea that a a six foot six, three hundred and fifty pound football player in the NFL might not be confrontational. Well, the other part, he might not have the he might not have the ability to process what's being said to him and confront who's doing it to him. He just might not have that ability. Well, the, the other part of the story is... is then he's up, not a man. That's what I was told today. His upbringing. <laughs> he, he comes from a, an upbringing where his parents were well-educated. He comes from a very well-to-do situation. He went to Stanford. Stanford, not Stanford, Connecticut. He went to Stanford. You, with the N. Right, not Stanford. Right. Um, he can spell Stanford. Yes. Stanford? But the point... <laughs> Stanford? <laughs> you're so absolutely, Cal. You're absolutely right. You're right? talking about you're talking about guys from disparate upbringings, disparate yeah. you know uh, uh, situations. In how look, we were raised in the suburbs, right? The, the way that we handle a situation like that, or we would have handled a situation like that when we were, you know, thirteen, fourteen, or whatever, is going to be completely different than one of the guys I was talking to today who grew up in the Bronx. Right, you know, and and bullied and got bullied every day, every day, because his situation was way more survival of the fittest than mine was. So his his reaction to being bullied was to step up to it. That's what you did. That's how you stopped the bully, okay, in in, that, in his world. But that's good. That worked for him in his world. Right. What I was trying to get across today is that's not always the case. That's not everywhere, and that's not always the first resort. No. Here's, here's the common ground we came to today, and I wonder what you guys will think of this. And PJ, you really put that quite eloquently. Thank you. Because that's... <laughs> you want to no, know how I stopped playing in, in, in my case in high school? I brought a 10-inch hunting knife to school. Oh, boy, that'd do it. Every can't, day. And no one... Can't, can't do that today. <laughs> absolutely no one knew this. I had a 10-inch hunting knife in the back of my school bag every day. And I went and I showed the kid. And I said, 
I always have this on me. That, that's one of the things we talked about today. Are you? I, that was insane. Do you know I could have gone no. to jail every day? Of course. Yes. That's what I said. You would have gone today. You would have gone to jail immediately. I would have gone to jail. Well, I wouldn't have made it in the front door because now there's metal detectors. Okay, like I, like I said, you know, uh, my my buddy at work said that today. He's like, then I show up with a gun. If I hit him every day and he doesn't stop, then I show up with a gun. And that's 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 the environment he lived in. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, well, look how wonderfully that's escalated. Now we're shooting each other because you have to step up to the bully. You know what I mean? It, what the common ground we came to was. And again, we don't know all the facts of the case. If Incognito is doing this to him every day for two years and really mentally destroying this guy, and Martin doesn't feel like he can be confrontational, doesn't feel like it's going to do any good, and really doesn't have it in him to do, and he doesn't do anything at all except walk out of practice last Tuesday... We agreed he had to do something. You have to do something. What do you mean by doing some doing something to incognito or no. reporting no, 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 no. him? Or... That's right. Go to go to management. Go to your coach. Do right. something. Even that act would be standing up for yourself. But the and, act and, of and just I, walking away from it is doing nothing. Walking away from it is is. Are you counting that as doing something? I, I did. I did. He may not have been doing something. He may have been planning something. Absolutely. And decided absolutely. to walk away from it. Absolutely, Peach. Absolutely. But my my take was, if he is of, if he was of relatively sound mind. That's that's key here. Okay. If there's not some really deep seated emotional problems here, and maybe there are, and maybe that's all he could do is walk away. But I'm saying if, if that's not the case, if he just chose to walk away without at least trying to go to his superiors, doing something to make it stop, then I, then I, I, I think he should have done at least that. Again, this is with the, with the caveat that he's not really emotionally troubled. Which we don't know. Which we don't know. You know, there's two, there's two parts to this story. There's, there's the bullying part, right? Yeah. That's the part that we're talking, and, and not necessarily what happened in this case. What, it's bullying in general and the issue that, that it is today. And then there's this story because, to me, Incognito completely crossed the line. What he did was inappropriate. He was wrong. But something is just not adding up here. Because you hear the stories, you've seen pictures of the two of them posing together. Yeah. Some, there's something here, and I'm, I have to think it's something that we don't know yet. Yeah, something happened. Something, something... More than, more than the voicemails, more than any of that stuff, something happened. Yeah, something's just not adding up here with Martin. Because even, even um, Heartline said tonight that Martin played the voicemail for... The guys earlier in the season, they were laughing about it. Right. Okay. They, they, may have, they, they may have been laughing about what an idiot incognito is. Mm-hmm. You know, Heartline made it sound like they all had a hearty laugh about it. I could easily see him playing that for guys and being like, you see, this is messed up. This is right. what he's doing to me. You know, ha ha. 
but regardless, I think you're absolutely right, right, right. I think there's, and I think there's maybe something endemic going on with the Dolphins in that yeah. locker room because well, you're hearing other stories about you know guys using rookies as personal ATMs. Yeah, you know, and like, you know, not just not just the normal you know pick up this fifteen thousand dollar check when we all go out to dinner, but like, hey, we're going out on a night on the town. You're not invited, and I need fifteen grand. Right. You know, and, and veterans using rookies as personal ATMs. Here's another thing that I, I was thinking of. You know, you, you talk about thou doth protest too much. A lot of NFL people or just people associated with teams within the league are coming out and saying, well, you know, don't paint a broad stroke of, the, of this being a problem throughout the NFL. Yeah. This is like, this reminds me of Bounty Gate. Yeah, I, I just I like a lot of players like no, we don't do that. <clears throat> oh gosh, yeah. burn the I, tapes. Exactly. I think Incognito went too far, but I think this stuff happens a lot more than what they want you to believe. Like look look at last year or yeah, it was last year. Um, when uh, Jason Pierre-Paul picked up Prince Amukamara and threw right. him into the into the tub, his second year he wasn't a rookie. Right. And he was still going after him. Yeah. You know, I think this stuff happens. See, I, yeah, and I think there's personal grudges that are yeah. born, born out or, or enacted out uh, under the guise of hazing. Right. You know, or in this case, maybe under the guise of trying to toughen somebody up. Um, the, you know, the, the, uh, Francesa threw it around. Somebody threw it around yesterday, too, the, uh, the idea of a code red. Yeah. Because, yeah, because basically, the, you know, the Dolphins coaches, there's uh, speculation that the Dolphins coaches told Incognito to toughen, to stay on top of Martin, to toughen him up. And he just went too far. Well, and that, you know, that, that's, that's another thing. And so where do the coaches, where's the coaches' responsibility in this, if, if there is some? And are they then complicit in setting up a situation where bullying is accepted and a workplace where bullying is accepted? Well, they would be. You know, <laughs> and you can just – look, I hate this word usually, but it's, a, it's apropos and appropriate. It's both French and English appropriate. It's from Canada. It's, it's Canadian. That's right. Um, you know, meatheads. These guys, a lot of these guys are meatheads. They really are. They're, they're not dumb jocks. They're meatheads. They're 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 incapable of certain things, and they have a mentality that's been fostered since they were eight. <clears throat> you know, pervades most of how they act in the workplace. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that that's good radio right there. Let me let me hold on. Let me uh, let me get, the get that. Hold on. There you go, Audrey. Let's all have a. Let's all have a little. Let's get a little. Time for a RTU throat clear. This is the RTU throat clear. Brought to you by Ludens and Smith Brothers. With my handkerchief. Why don't we carry handkerchiefs anymore? What happened? Disgusting. What happened to men? It's disgusting. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Come but on. I'm just saying, like, why don't you have one as like a man so you can offer it to a, a lady? A man kerchief? 
that she can offer it to a lady. They don't want that. That's awful. They don't want that. You clean the thing every day. You you would really offer your handkerchief to a lady who needed to clean her nose? If it was clean. Uh, If you're going to carry a handkerchief, you have to carry two. As a married man. Well, the one now. for you is in the right pocket, and the one for uh, to offer other people is in the left pocket. You gotta That's have right. two. You have a guest handkerchief, and then you have the one that just keeps coming as you pull it out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> because you're both on the cloud. That's right. right. Well, that's when you're. That's if you're entertaining the kids. So you have the Calvary one. Calvary the oh. amazing. Really? <laughs> it never ends. Oh, I'm sorry. You just wanted to blow your nose. My bad. You want the my, you hold want, on hold on I have the good one. My son's still, learning. It's still coming out like if you're trying good. to get the other one. Is he really? Yeah, he can do a, he can do some really great things with a magic wand. Make like flowers pop out of it and make the wand fly at you and come back. It's cool. That kid's gonna get so many chicks. He's a black belt in taekwondo and he does magic. Anything else? Oh, and he's learning to play piano and guitar. Anything else? <laughs> I was gonna say, does he's he got a great head of hair. He's got a magnificent head of hair. Yeah. Hey Cal, keep your keep your girls inside. Watch out, ladies. He's Danny's on Danny's on the prowl and he's single. <laughs> and he's eight. That's, that's, that's right, girls. He's a black belt. Um, he likes Legos. Last last <laughs> last thing on this. Um. To me, I, uh, we have to wait till the story plays out, obviously. And, and it will. I mean, every day you're hearing more and more about it. Absolutely. Does – is this exactly what the NFL needed? Yeah, this is – No, I see. So that's what does the anybody, NFL needed. Does anybody have that handkerchief? Because I can, I can really use it. Get out of the kitchen. Obviously, something is affecting you deeply in the kitchen. This story is making you sick. <laughs> Literally. Wow. wow. Can sports talk kill you? Find <laughs> out. I probably shouldn't have had that huge pot of daisies in front of me. <laughs> Bad idea. Why was somebody tickling you with a feather duster right now? <laughs> Wesley, Wesley, I am doing a podcast. <laughs> Dad, I don't come in when you're trying to sleep, do I? Um, it, the, the NFL, this has not been a good... Oh, wait, 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 I got Speaking of the NFL not having a good year. So you guys all saw this, you know, the Toronto mayor story. Yeah. Right. The, 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 what's his name? Uh, Ford. Ford. <laughs> who, who admits that he uh, smokes crack, but only when he's in a drunken stupor. That's correct. Only when he's in a drunken stupor. Congratulations, sir. Yeah. That is that only is when I'm absolutely mag- That's absolutely magnificent. Because who among us has not gotten com- completely boxed and just you know smoke some crack? Goodness! When they when when he and Marion Barry go to those mayors conventions, <laughs> I mean, well, you got to he's got to get in a drunken stupor first. I'm sure. Not your average crack user. I think he shows up in a drunken stupor. That's right. He's things. not your average crackhead. Okay, he requires. So he shows up to his press conference, and he's wearing a Washington Redskins tie. What are you doing? What are you doing? 
Could you could you pick a worse? First of all, you're the mayor of Toronto. Why are you wearing a Washington Redskins tie? Uh, and an O.J. Simpson jersey. <laughs> he just had, he was going all out. <laughs> he had an O.J. USC jersey on. Good job, everybody. In a Redskins tie. First of all, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> First of all, you who wears a tie with a jersey? You can't wear a tie with a jersey. Second of all, no, but I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna get up there and give a press conference. Can you not pick the most controversial named, controversially named team in the league? You can't go with like an Arizona Cardinals tie. Like nobody cares. The birds aren't going to get upset. No. It has not been a good year for the NFL. <laughs> somebody tweeted the last thing on that. Somebody tweeted if he if he gets up in this press conference and just sings "fat guy in a little coat," he will absolutely win the press conference. Like that, there were, like, nobody would be talking about the crack. <laughs> He could completely change the narrative in one simple move by singing Fat Guy in a Little Coat. <laughs> um, between this and the Redskins and the, the, the head injuries and the, the League of Denial book, and yeah. now, the, I mean, it, it has not been a good image year. And the product on the field has not been great in a lot of spots. The Thursday night games are ragged. And they're looking at a possible snow blizzard for their Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it has not been a good year for the NFL, Cal. No, no, and and that was the Teflon League too. It is. Like, it no, still like, is. I mean, it still, still is. Well, I, well, yeah. Let's put it to you this way: if if all of those things happen to another sport, oh man. Ho- well, hockey would just be done. <laughs> hockey would go out of business right. right now. You wouldn't even have hockey anymore. You just have Batman outside one of the arenas, just like <laughs> hammering the for sale sign out in front of the league offices. It's uh, it's bad. It's it, bad. It, it really is. I wonder how. I really do wonder how deep this this situation will go. I bet you they'll they'll get away with it. I mean, they'll sweep it. It, it will eventually get swept because. My my prediction is that some you're going to get stuff coming out about Martin. Yeah, that's going to level this playing field a little bit. Yep, and it will get swept. Now now the Dolphins have come out and said Incognito is never going to play for them again. Yeah, well. So, whatever comes out about Martin will determine if Incognito plays again anywhere. That's true. And you know what? I credit to Boomer Siasen because he said this like two or three days ago when the story broke. I guess it was three days ago. Um, he said it immediately. He said, if I'm Jonathan Martin's agent, I'm on the phone to Indianapolis. And I'm trying to work a trade to get him there with Andrew Luck and Kobe Flynn. And, and I'm trying to get him that, that if there's one team he could probably go to and not be ostracized in the club. Because he can never go back to the Dolphins, ever. No, I don't think so. Especially the way they were talking about him tonight. I don't think so. He should go play with Andrew Luck, his quarterback from college. Right? I mean, that's... And Andrew, yeah. Did you see Andrew Luck's comments tonight? Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He's not going to talk about it, but he says he loves him like a brother. He says he loves him like a brother, and he just, you know, the other guy called us just, uh, De Castro said he just called him. He was okay. Yep. Because he's such a good guy, and, you know... That's right. The, 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 his coach, did you see what Martin's high school coach said? No. I found that fascinating. 
his coach said, you have a Stanford guy who's used to Stanford and Rice and uh, I forget the other school he named. Duke. And Duke, Mm -hmm. who's been hanging out with those kids his whole life. And suddenly he's in a room with LSU and USC and Miami and yeah. all these other kids, uh, or guys, I should say. They're not kids. All these other men, and they're just not going to be on the same page. And he's saying, like, I could see Jonathan having a problem with that. With that but, but, the, but the right way for that to, to work itself out is that the Nebraska guys have to understand that the Nebraska. Stanford guy is not like that yeah. and vice versa. Well, that's what, Hey, look, credit to two people um, in this that, just for saying things that I found really interesting. One was Rex Ryan when asked about it. And Rex said the same quote in his press conference and then later on on the radio in his interview. And he said, there's going to be guys that don't like each other. There's, there's 53 guys in that room that are from every different walk of life. There's no two guys that are alike. There are going to be guys that don't like each other, guys that don't get along. The one word that has to pervade through all of it is respect. You may not like the guy's political views, religious views, whatever, but you have to respect him as a teammate. He's like, and that's, that's what we preach. Right. And the other was Bart Scott. Bart Scott came out yesterday and said this would never happen in one of the locker rooms I was in. You know why? We would have told them to lay off. Right. Because when we had a guy that couldn't take it, we looked out for that guy. You didn't keep giving it to that guy. You looked out for that guy. You prevented your teammates from ripping on that guy, especially if it was a guy who really couldn't take it. And I, yeah. thought, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, there's going to be more stuff coming out about the, the other guys in that locker room, too. Yeah, I think so. There's got to be. I think so. All right, let's, uh, let's see. You want to talk? Let's talk fun stuff. What do you, what do you got? That was some serious Pandora. business. Pandora. <laughs> about your Pandora. No, I'm going, to say, I'm going to say we can do that in the fun loop. Oh. I, 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 want to, I want to finish up with sports here because the hot stove season opened with baseball. And I just, I just, can we just talk about this for a minute, you and I? So the the free agency period opened on the fifth yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I have done a complete uh, 180, 360. There's a degree. Uh I think it's 180 because it's mm. 360 would bring you right back to where It'll you bring started. Right back around where I started. So this time last year, I was out. On the Mets. I was on, on this show. I was never going to another game. I'm going to, I'm going to turn into Frank Costanza here. I was never going to a game. I was never buying an item. A piece of merchandise. I was not spending a red cent on the Mets. I was done. I was not giving the Wilpons another dollar of my money. That's true. I was finished with this team. That's true. And now, and you said, oh, I'll see you opening day, you big buffoon. You, <laughs> you old softy. You said something very 20s-ish. I can't remember what it was. You, I you, don't know. You, you slap daddy. 
I don't know. Maybe we bet we bet dollars to donuts that you'd be there. We bet, right. We may have shot the moon something at the Copa and said that I would be there. So and now here we are, one year later. Well, tell me where you are. One year later. I tell me where you are. Where do you sit? This off season is critical for the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Most interesting offseason the New York Yankees have had since 2008, the last time they didn't make the playoffs, and we all know what happened then. They spent $250 million and won the World Series. Look for something like that. <laughs> Jacoby Ellsbury, I'd be looking for seven and 155. <laughs> with, the, with the Mets, though, honestly, here's where I am. I'm, I have no choice but to let Alderson see this through. And see what happens this offseason because his contract is up. Like if Sandy Alderson doesn't spend any money and they don't do anything to the ball club and they add like $10 million in payroll and Sandy Alderson, you know, leaves after this year because this is his last year with an option year, then we'll know. <laughs> Won't we? Well, yeah. But I'm, I, I, I'm willing to let that. I, I want to see it. That's all. I'm like, I'm, I'm the show me state on this. Mississippi. I'm, I'm, I'm Missouri. Missouri. Mississippi's not the show me state. No. Missouri is the show me state. What's Mississippi? It's the, uh, it's the land of a thousand letters. <laughs> Mississippi is very difficult to spell. That's what it is. It is, it is actually... That's a complete misnomer because uh, six-year-olds know how to spell that, that word. But how do they spell it? M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I. No, they say M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. But there's, a, but there's a little thing that they use. Maybe. M-I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, crooked letter, I, something, something, I. Oh, I don't know that one. Something cute for peas. I can't speak to that. Well, you gotta love when you when you just Google Mississippi and the Confederate flag just smacks you in the face. Just the first thing you see. Oof. Okay. So you're the show me state. You are willing to see what they've got, what they're gonna do. Yes. And, I, and no, I'm, I'm, it's not even what they've got or what they're gonna do. Just do you have it or don't you? Okay. Do you have it or don't you? You know, it's, it's, it's put up or shut up time. Do you have money or don't you have money? If you, oh. don't, if you don't spend any money, I'll know you don't have any money. And now I can really just go all in on, you know, giving on, up on the team. Eating everything about Yeah, just on, on giving up on the team. But they might have money that, they're not, that they don't want to spend. That's the same thing. No, That's but same we were, thing to me. No, 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 no. We were talking about this the other day. We were talking about do you want to give – Omar Infante, $10 million a year. Do you want to give Shin Shu Chu $20 million a year? Do you want to give these guys the crazy pants contracts that they're all going to get this year? Do you want to do that? You don't want to do that. They've got the money to do that. But there's still $40 million they can spend without doing that, Cal. But what are they going to spend it on? improvements in the team. You, you don't have to go okay. get Shin Chu Chu to prove to me that you can spend money. I, I agree, and I agree, because I, I don't think that that's what they should be doing. But they're going to be left 
I believe they're going to be left holding a lot of money and a team that has not been improved significantly. But, uh, but, but then we'll know. Uh, no. To me, Cal, holding money is the same thing as not uh, – there's ways to spend it. You don't have to go you know, buy Jacoby Ellsbury for $150 million. There are plenty of ways to spend that 40 or $50 million. Plenty of ways. Plenty of ways. I'll tell you who they're not going to spend it on. Greg Burke, who has already spurned them. <laughs> so on day one, they've already lost a player who, who chose the Rockies over the Mets. Well, the schools are very good. The schools are very good in Colorado. That's true. They're very good. As, as Mike Hampton once told us, the schools are excellent. Right. Uh, but you, you're, you're out. I'm out. We're not even getting to that point with you. No, I'm out. I'm completely out. Because, I, because my perception is that Sandy Alderson has checked out. I think he knows, he knows exactly what's going that. on. I, I think he that. knows exactly what's going on up in that front office. And he knows what he has to work with. And he knows what his limitations are. And he's just riding it out for his last year. But don't you think that's good? No. I mean, if that, no, if that's the case. Why is that good? Because then, because then he'll be out, and there'll be a full-on revolt with the team. No, there won't. Oh, there will never be. you keep saying there won't be? Because, because fans like to talk big, but very rarely do they take action. I, I, don't, I don't know if I very, agree with that. Very rarely do they take action. I don't know if I agree with that. They did in the seven, in the late seventies with this team. Hey, look at look at yourself. They stayed away in droves. They did. Or, or they came disguised as empty seats. Yeah, you didn't do right? it. You wrote right. that one. Uh, I don't know where I got that. I look at first of all, you 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 cast aspersions at me. You pointed a finger. I did. You look at yourself. And I t- I, I told you this once. And I'll say it again. I go to support the players. Okay. And I never pay full price for tickets, ever. I go to support the players. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It's, but not, their fault. it's not David Wright's fault. No, but you're putting money in the pockets of the Wilpons. I don't think I am. You are. I guess I am. You are. When you walk through the turnstile, Jeff Wilpon standing there with his pocket held open... <laughs> And you're required to stuff his pocket with money. <laughs> that would be so great. He's See, now that would, that would be a protest, right? So go to the stadium. Right. Go to, or not stadium, go to City Field. Go to the field and, and get a big Jeff Wilpon cutout and put pockets on it and stand in front of the – how fast before they make you take it away? But see if you, see if you can get one or – see if you get one or two people – to put the money in his pocket and then go through the turnstile. Uh, I, I just hope next year I've got no faith that they that they um, <laughs> they get a big they get that cardboard cut out of Jeff Wilpon, but he's in a bikini like in Major League, and they use it as motivation. And they just they, every time we win, Terry Collins. Every time we win, we peel. A section, okay? Dan Murphy's going to peel a section. I'll tell yep. you that right now. <laughs> and he's going to do it. He's going to get dirty doing it. Okay? Uniform's, uniform's going to get dirty. Okay, Dan Murphy's, Dan Murphy's going to peel a section. 
He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's a heck of a ball player. I tell oh, you what, section. Oh, that Luke Duda. Luke Duda could peel a section for me anytime. Okay. Terry Collins. Any day of the week. You're bringing me down, man. You're bringing me down. Terry Collins. You you brought up Terry Collins. Ah, uh, Mississippi is the hospitality state. The hospitality state. What the hot tamale? The hot state. That's correct. Wow. The hospitality state. Mississippi. And now is the birthplace of America's music. Well, that's, and it's, the, and it's that's uh, actually we're completely wrong. It's the Magnolia State and the Bayou State. Okay. Missouri is the Show Me State. Well, that we knew. Montana, Big Sky Country. Also, the Treasure State. Maybe the Mets should go to Montana try to find some treasures still probably the funniest thing you've ever said on this show and it was like our third episode it was like 150 episodes again uh, ago when we were talking about what i don't remember if our teams moved like if your team if your team moved if your team relocates do you still root for them we're talking right. about the, the islanders potentially moving oh, and, right, you said, and you said i don't care if they go and become the hell in a hand baskets and it, it brought the house down of course, it's it's uh, Helena, Montana. It's but it's Helena, isn't it? I don't. I, don't I believe it's Helena. But I, but it, it, the Helena handbaskets is even funnier <laughs> because it's the people of uh, Helena, Montana, saying, "See, we get it. We're in on the joke." I think it is Helena, PJ. I don't think it's Helena. I'm off Helena. on a quest. I'll be. I'll find out. I'll be back. Okay. I believe I believe the the city is Helena, and the woman's name slash My Chemical Romance song is Helena. <laughs> Let's see. I'm I looking think. it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. It's all you know. All, all of all of this is great, but the point is moot because the Mets are not going to do anything this winter. The question is moot significantly. I really don't believe so. But define significantly. I, 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 I'll define it by saying that Justin Turner is going to play a large role on the oh, team. Boy. Oh, boy. We're back to Justin Turner again. They love him. They love him. The, so, city, the city is Helena. Wow, I apologize. Helena. I thought it was Helena. That's what I just said. The Helena handbaskets. Oh, then we have to make this happen. <laughs> the great, it would be the greatest team name ever in the history of team names. How has this not happened? Are there I just not enough people in Helena? You could, make, you could do a fantasy team name like that. I'm totally doing that. The Helena handbaskets. Um, look, first of all, with the Justin Turner, stop. Stop. Stop right there. I hate him. I hate him. But if he's on the Red Sox and he has the same beard, you love him, right? No, because I don't like the Red Sox. I don't care. I don't care. Can... But, but that doesn't address the beard issue. You had a problem with the fact that he looks like he's homeless. I don't like the fact, and it has nothing to do with just his beard. He's got this long, scraggly hair. His shirt's hanging out of his pants all the time. He's always laughing in the dugout. Yeah, how dare he have a good time while playing baseball? Hey, bat more than two thirty. Before what did he hit last year? Oh, doctor. Oh, here we go. oh doctor. What did he bat? Two seventy. So now he can laugh. Take a look. Let's can you can look. you look up the chart, the conversion chart for at what level 
batting average you needs to be where it's appropriate to laugh and enjoy yourself on the baseball team? Justin Turner, in 200, 214 plate appearances, 86 games, hit 280. 280. With a 319 on base percentage, 385 slugging. Right. He had two home runs, 16 RBIs, 56 hits, 13 doubles, 12 runs scored. Go ahead, boss. And uh, <laughs> boss with the uh, stats. I, I'm saying a guy who gets 200 plate appearances and he hits 280, you have a huge problem? Yeah, don't like him. So don't I like know. the way he looks. You don't like his face. Yeah, well, the red hair doesn't really help. I, hey, look, if Justin Turner is playing a huge part, he's only 24? If no. Justin, Justin Turner is not 20. He is 20 not 20. He's 28. I'm sorry, he's 28. If Justin Turner is playing a huge part in the team next year, fine. You're right. That's, it's a huge problem. I think it's going to be a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them the chance to see if that happens. You're not. I'm not because I just don't – I surprise me. How about that? How much does how much does Robinson Cano sign for? Um, right now, second day of free agency. Go. He's gonna like if he signed today. No, what, what's he what's he going for? Seven years, one sixty. He's not getting right money. Uh, well, that would be that would be more than right, wouldn't it? David got seven and one eighty four, didn't he? I thought he got. I think he got eight and one eighty. I think he got eight and one sixty something. Uh, Look I it up. <laughs> wow, we gotta we gotta wrap up and get to the fun load. Yeah, let's just do that. I'm tired of talking about the Yankees. It, wow. Okay. We we're why talking gonna, about the Yankees. Why you gotta yell at me? The Mets. Mets. Uh, you're I right. Think, it was it was one forty. I'm all one thirty. Really, yeah. I'm just I'm just I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm cranky about the hot stove. Oh. You look, the stove is... Let's not even pretend the stove is on for you. The stove is off. And it will remain off. Wow, <laughs> you didn't have to turn off the music. That's not the stove. It will remain off. Everything's <laughs> off. The hot stove will remain off for you unless the Mets sign Shinchu Chu for $140 million. No, and then that's, and you'll be that's back. Gonna, I'm going to be upset with that, too. So, we can't, so they can't win? You know how they win... No, I don't. <laughs> That's what I just asked you. If they if they spend money on a on a Shinchu Chu, they don't win. No, they're gonna they'll they'll win if he makes a smart trade. Not free agent signings. Uh, there's there's really nobody out there of significance that I'm willing to pay the money that they're gonna get. But there's four guys there that you could put together for forty million dollars that are are gonna help you next year. Who? You, what, Tell me who. Tell me I who can't they think are. of the guy's name, but he had he had four very interesting. Here's what he, he saw the Mets doing, and it was like Drew. Um, Drew's going to go for thirteen million dollars. But it was it was but they they all fit for forty five million dollars. But they don't have forty five million dollars. They have thirty. Wow, you're really you're very. How do you know they don't have forty five million dollars? They could have Adam Rubin fifty million dollars. They only have thirty million dollars. Right. That's right. Very clear. Ruben. He had $30 million. Okay. And if you want to give half of it to Raphael Fercal, go right They're ahead. I can give half of it to Raphael Fercal. <laughs> and I guess those other six teams that are talking to him are idiots too, right? Better them than us. I guess those. Wow. 
He didn't play last year. He had an injury. It's not like he didn't play because he was in jail. It doesn't matter. He didn't play. He missed exactly. an entire year. He's got he's a, 36 he's got, years old. He's got a year left, less on the tires. So let's just give him $10 million. Why not? How about this? How about this? Johnny Peralta, Curtis Granderson, Roy Holiday, and uh, what? Don't laugh. And Bronson Arroyo. But I told you those were the four guys they signed. For $30 million? For 40 It's $40 million. They don't have $40 million? They have 30 to $40 million to spend. I'm not going to argue this with you. I'll take I – yes, I will take – if you can get all four of those $40 million, I'll take it. That would be good usage to you. I'll take it. That's fine. But – And a tra- and a trade. And a trade in there too. Trade for Mark, Mark Trumbull. They don't – no, they don't like Mark Trumbull. I don't, I don't believe that for a second. You know who told me that? Chris Carlin. Chris <laughs> Carlin. I believe I love, all these guys. I love it, right. I love how everybody's telling you this individually. Right. Like when Adam Rubin tweets this out, he's actually speaking. He's, he's just talking directly. Exactly. All right, we're going to lose the live feed in a couple of seconds, so go to www.rtusports.com to get this. Or also, we're available on Stitcher now, so go to stitcher.com, download the app. You can get the show there. And, of course, we're on iTunes. Go in the iTunes store, search Ready to Unload. Please subscribe. We're having so much fun doing this. So you can get a blog talk radio. We have an app coming out very soon. We're going to have Jay Linder next week. We may have uh, Little Miss Jet, Deb, maybe joining us to talk about superstitions and the Jets. So please, do all of this. You know all what? All good. You know what? It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't cost a penny. Not a dime. It doesn't cost you anything to be a nice person either. Just throwing that out there. It doesn't cost a thing. Handkerchief? I have one. Or 12? I <laughs> more you know so we will see you next week on the show live uh thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in and again go to stitcher go to uh, itunes go download the podcast it's fun to listen to i don't know why i'm telling the live people this and we're in penalty time injury time stoppage time i think it's stoppage time daylight savings time when daylight savings time stoppage time welcome what what is this fun loot? I've been waiting all day for this. Let me get we have music waiting for, all the end of the, for the end of the live feed. Should we have like a outro just for the live feed people? Because it always ends in silence. It's kind of it's very, very disconcerting. <laughs> it's a cold ending. <laughs> it's a cold end. Just a drop. Um, this is my final entry. If... Steve San Pietro. <laughs> right. <laughs> Suddenly I'm in Castaway. <laughs> um, ask me about Pandora. Hey, how about <laughs> I feel like I'm in like a, like a store. Asking me, ask me about my Pandora. Um, oh, wait, can you hear my son snoring or no? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. good. We're kids. Um. So this has been. Hey, going, Steve. What about your Pandora? This has been going on for like two months, and I wanted to see if this. And I don't know what I did or how it happened. It's like three months now. All my commercials on Pandora. No, not all. Five out of six of my commercials on Pandora are in Spanish. And I have no idea why. Pandora. You got the wrong app. <laughs> it's the same Pandora. You downloaded Pandora. Six years. Pandora. <laughs> El Pandora. El Pandora. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> Mine doesn't say why ads. Mine says why with the ads. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Great now, Pandora Uno. 
<laughs> because, because we... That's it! That's what it says! That's it, really? <laughs> All the commercials, like, uh, Toyota. Like, what, what, but, what happened? But hold on. Why five out of six? Like, yeah, why I not get, all like, of them? I get, like, one... I don't know. Like, I would understand, like, maybe you hit a setting that's providing it in Spanish, but if one of them is still coming it. through in English... I looked for it. I can't... Did you Google it? Somehow... No. I wanted to ask you guys first. You are my Google. <laughs> Have you tried restarting your computer? <laughs> Have you hit Control-Alt-Delete? <laughs> Move... I I don't uh, I don't know what's happening, but it, it's I've had Pandora since two thousand and six, or seven. That's a like long I, time. I was really in on like the ground floor, with Pandora. Like before there were well, apps. You told me about it. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like in the last three or four months, all my commercials went to Spanish out of nowhere. Lots of Spanish Nissan commercials. <laughs> in that Gloria Estefan station you started. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the pitbull station. Right, I was looking for like, is there a is there a station I looked up or something? What did I do? How did I do this? Not a set. You must have hit something just by accident, right? Nothing. I'm commercial more... free, so I don't have that problem. I... Right, I know. Well, that's that's because you're big time. You're a music spot. Must be must be nice. Must be nice over there in your palatial estate. That's right. Money bags over there. All right, here's I got the a point. house. In my house. <laughs> <laughs> we need to. T- I'm going to take a picture of this. I'm going to take a picture of this so we can put it up on the website. There we go. So everybody can see. I'm putting this up as uh, the episode shot. Everybody can see your the seven foot Barbie house you have in back of you right now. <laughs> That's the <to> scale. <laughs> That's literally the scale. Is um, Danny sleeping in the Barbie house? Right. <laughs> Danny's on one of the beds in the guest room. <laughs> No, he's, he's on the he's on the bright red couch right behind. Yes, and that is a mag, that's a magnificent couch. Oh, he you really slept is. on that couch many times. I have I have slept on that couch, Cal. It's it's got compartments and stuff. There's a lot of oh, stuff. Wow. It's a sectional with personality. It's got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Drink drink holders. There's a ice bucket. Oh. There's a lot of stuff. It's got parachute rip cords to let the recliner come out. <laughs> Everyone is confused by it. It actually vaults you into the Okay. Here's the um here's the the fun load. Here's the game I wanted to play with you guys. Alright. And and we can we can do a couple of these now. I have sports ones, I have regular ones. Uh we can, you know, anytime we want to play this little game, I think it's good. Okay. It, the game is called, Would It Surprise You More? What Would Surprise You More? Okay? And here's how I got to thinking of this last night. I had a little what-if going on in my head about John Williams, uh, again, 5.15 in the morning, not a lot of sleep. John Williams' movie themes, right? Like, he's written these, he's... Jaws and Star Wars and Superman and, you know, Schindler's List and Out of Africa, whatever. He's won 37 Academy Awards. Most magnificent musical scores for films ever. He's the guy. I don't right? think he wrote Out of Africa, but go on. Well, I'm, I'm giving it to him. He might as well. <laughs> I'm giving it to him. And 
So I started thinking, boy, you know what would be surprising? What if it came out that he plagiarized all of it? <laughs> like, what if, what if, like, some he had access to some Rachmaninoff that was nobody else did, and he just was using that to to write all these unbelievable themes, and and just and they were all variations on like lost Rachmaninoff pieces. And then I said, well, well, what's comparable there? Say, so would, would that surprise me more than? What if it came out that – and I had to find something – I was thinking of something in the same avenue. That Derek Jeter was on steroids. No, darn it. That's another one. Oh, sorry. No. What if it came out that – would it surprise you more if John Williams' oh, no. canon was plagiarized or if Star Wars, the first three episodes, was plagiarized? What would surprise you more? Oh. And huh? now we answer? Or is that just the setup? Just let is it that hang just out. the reading of the rules? That's the reading of the rules with the first example. So yes, you do answer. What would surprise you more? John Williams. It would, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's where I went to. <laughs> and, and when I started thinking about it... I wouldn't be surprised at all if Star Wars was completely plagiarized. You're talking because about Lucas writing it, right? We, yeah. We, we have two uh, presuppositions about both their integrity, and we've all decided <laughs> Williams' integrity is higher. We know it's nothing about right. these men, but we've decided right. that. Based on nothing. Right. Right. Okay, here's another uh, – here's a sports one. Let me throw a sports one okay. out at you. I thought, of a, I thought of a few, but here's the first one I'll go on. Which would surprise you more? The Islanders winning the Stanley Cup this year or the Jets winning the Super Bowl this year? Which would be more surprising? So I see how this game is played. You take two completely outlandish scenarios <laughs> and you're trying to come up with what, the, what would be even the most surprising of that. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be completely outlandish. Both of those scenarios are completely outlandish, and you know it. Yes, I do. I want to I hear from your mouth what would surprise you more. What would surprise me more? Yes, we've gotten, we've gotten nine games of the Jets. We've gotten a couple of games of the Islanders. We have a little peek at their teams. I think the Jets winning the Super Bowl would surprise me more. Yeah, I think me too. I think me too. Just because I, we're further along and we, and we know their competition. More. Yeah. Like the Islanders the would surprise me because if I, if I knew about that, then that would mean that I was watching hockey, and then I would be really surprised. <laughs> I feel shocked. Shocked. How did this happen? Both of those things are, are, are surprising, though. Okay. Excellent. I had, another, uh, I had another sports one. What would surprise you more? The Mets sign Robinson Cano or the Yankees trade Derek Jeter at the trade deadline this year? Jeter comes back on a one-year contract right now. That would surprise me more. And the Yankees trade Derek Jeter to a contending team. It would surprise me more that they would trade Jeter. Than the Mets signing Cano? Yeah. I disagree. 
there's no there is no chance in, in <laughs> that the Yankees are going to trade Derek Jeter. Just 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 trade him just at the trade deadline to the go Yankees, play for play for another team and get a ring and then come back. The Yankees <laughs> are yeah. going to trade Derek Jeter. Well, let me ask you a question, Bry. Answer as Mets, Francesca. Are the are the Mets going to sign Robinson Cano? No, but. Are the Yankees going to trade <laughs> they Derek might. Jeter? They might. That's how you play this game, by the way. <laughs> you just repeat the, the the scenarios over and over again. All right. All right. No, no that's I, that's fair. I I I think the Mets signing the Mets signing Robinson Cano would surprise me more. It look, was, it, look. Well, of course I'm su- I'm I'm surprised on both. Don't get me wrong. Of course. I mean, that's the other thing. You're going to be surprised on both. Here, put it here. Here's here's a here's a way to do it. Picture the back page of the newspaper. <laughs> Yankees trade Derek Jeter, which would be on the front page. Or front back, page, right? Be a or, special edition. Be a thirty-five page pullout. <laughs> Please, right? Right. Or Mets sign Robinson. Mets sign Robinson, which would be on the front page as well. It might be, but it wouldn't be the thirty-five page pullout. Trader. Okay, you, you guys, can you think of one? Can you think of one for me? Peach, I, I figured there would be a lot of good musical ones here. I mean, I think there'd be a lot of good ones for any for any sort of pop culture situation and or sports. I had one about Jeter, Jeter, Jeter and steroids, but I couldn't think of a surprise. I mean, the, the basic one I came up with was what would what would surprise you more? If Jeter was on steroids or Mo Rivera was on steroids, or came, or I shouldn't say that it came out that they use steroids, which would surprise you more? I think Rivera would be the bigger surprise to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Over Jeter. Yeah. Again, shocked on yeah. both accounts, but I think Rivera is a bigger surprise to me. That's a good. That's a good one. That is a good one. What would surprise you more if Mitt Romney turned around and said he was going to run for president again, or if Hillary Clinton said that she's going to run for president? Oh, Mitt Romney, without a doubt. All right. Yeah, I would. I would say. Mitt although, although things things are not looking great for Hill these days. I don't know how I don't know know how easy that whole Benghazi thing is going to be to shrug off. What, but, would, surprise, uh, what would surprise you more? That would surprise, Mitt would surprise me more. Hmm. If Nickelback, <laughs> go on. Any question that starts with Nickelback, it's got to be a winner. Nickel, if Nickelback's next album was critically acclaimed, okay. And everybody just like fell head over heels for it. Loved it. It's the new Sgt. Pepper's, right? It's yeah. It's the new like anthem of a generation. Okay. Okay. Nickelback. <laughs> or if Creed made a comeback, <laughs> and wow. they were the one that I... provided the anthem of a generation. Wow. Okay, so in the next Nickelback, the next eight, Nickelback would surprise me more. In the next eighteen months, one of those two bands is going to be like 
is going to release the new Sgt. Peppers, right? Right. Which one would surprise you more? That's, an, that's fantastic, Cal. Way to take to the game. Good job. Oh, man. I got to say Nickelback, too. I have to. TJ saying Nickelback, and you are, too. I have to. I know. Keep in mind, Creed is not together right now. Right. I can't can't ever underestimate Staff. You can't. You can't. He's a powerful man. That's true. He is a powerful man. All right. That's he's excellent. One of those guys who doesn't know that he's terrible, so he just goes <laughs> on and on, and he may stumble over something. You never know, because he won't that stop. A, that's a that's a great one, Cal. I had a couple of other movie ones. Would it? Wait a minute. Would it surprise you more that Ozzy Osbourne, this whole time, was completely straight edge, <laughs> or that Bono was not Irish? first of all let me just say as with many of these would it surprise you more can we please have this happen (laughs) please just have all of this happen when you talk about this when you talk about this whole time pj are you going are you talking about like back through the 70s and like you're going through sabbath and everything right it's finally revealed in his his own act act. never had a drink I think we need to. I think we need two rulings on this. I think we need what would surprise us more and what we want to happen more. And Bono, actually, born in Queens, just a really good vocal mimic. Because those those might be two different things. Like what I what would surprise me more is not necessarily what I want to happen more. And his name is really well, Vince Bono. Hold on, you got to follow your heart, Vince Bono. Buono, Vincent, Vincent Buono of Queen of of Ridgewood, Vincent Buono. Oh gosh, I think the Aussie one would surprise me more, mm. but I kind of wish the Bono one was true. <laughs> That would be great. I think the Aussie one would surprise me more because of. I think it would take more work for Ozzy to have done that than it would be for for Bono to just be a, an Italian guy from Queens. <laughs> I don't know though. Okay. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work That's on both sides. That up for half thirty years. They've had long careers. I'll That's tell a you. Long time. I'll tell you this much. I am dying for a press conference where Bono gets up there and he's like, listen, it's all, it's all been a ruse. We're dropping the act today. <laughs> today it all comes out. I'm from 135th Street. Edge is just staring at him like, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I don't even know who you are anymore. He's like the shocked wife at the politician's you know, press <laughs> <All right>. conference. <laughs> All right, that's it. He's like, look, this song is not a rebel song. <laughs> it's about spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Sun- Sunday, buddy. Sunday was actually about macaroni Sunday at my house. <laughs> Not and, about, the, and the gravy we used to and eat. And the gravy, and the gravy. That's the bloody Sunday. That's the part. bloody Sunday. 
Okay, I'm ending the show. That's what are you going to do? What are you, you, you going to do about it? Uh, i tell you what, feels good. We, yeah. got the, we changed the name of our band to Use 2. <laughs> Starting now. <laughs> we know the Use 2. Oh two. my god. Hey, what are you going to do about it? Right, it is what it is. You got a problem? Nelson Mandela, you got a problem? Huh? Here's your peace prize, all right? <laughs> PJ Final Mode. The new used two albums coming out. <laughs> Live from Coney Island. <laughs> Oh my god, that's tremendous. <laughs> Vincent Quono. He's <laughs> singing New Year's Day. In the names of love. <laughs> I wrote a song about MLK, right? Forget about it. That's right. He was a good guy. Where the streets have no name. Like 23rd Street. <laughs> you got numbers. You got no names. Numbers. That's what that song was about. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Rosemary, where's my keys? It all comes out. There was a line in the song about have you looked in the refrigerator? <laughs> we had to cut it out. Had to keep this roost going. When you think about it, it all makes sense. <laughs> Am I right? Why do you think he played so many shows at, Me- at the garden? <laughs> Did you find that odd? That we played Madison Square Garden 65 times? I got family. <laughs> That's why he just couldn't get tickets. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's wrap up the just, show here. Yeah, yeah. Just say goodnight. Just say goodnight. <laughs> My final unload is forget about it. The streets they got no names. <laughs> goodnight, Bono. Hey, be good. <laughs> Am I bugging you? Sorry if I'm bugging you. <laughs> Good night, boys. Good night.